welcome to the Haynet podcast. My name is Sam and I'm your host today and I'm going to be talking about uh, all about your brand image with regards to your logo and how to design and think about how your logo is representing your business. I am going to use throughout this podcast as a dog grooming industry um, as an example but honestly this advice can apply to any businesses whether you're a farm shop or a Pilates instructor, all of the basic advice applies to the same, but I am going to be using dog grooming today as an example. Now, first of all, the first thing you need to think about is obviously your image and your brand represents you and it needs to stand out with regards to social media or any advertising and also your shop front, whether you're on a high street or whether you've got signage to indicate where your business is. So that's one of the first thoughts. Anything that's too cluttered or too busy can get lost in translation or get missed or people just drive by. So that's the first thing that you need to think about straight away is how your uh, logo stands out to the the eye. Um, I mean, it probably sounds quite obvious, but the brain prioritises images over words. Um, So, you know, a, a good image is crucial in expressing your business quickly Uh, for someone to visually stop and think about obviously your business and what you do and also with regards to um, you know your logo it needs to sort of represent what you do Um, whether somebody's using your business or not they can think that I've seen this picture of some scissors and paws for example that must be a dog grooming up there when they're talking to somebody else about um, finding you so it just needs to stand out you know, straight away. And that's the key thing you need to think about when designing uh, or deciding how your logo um, is actually going to look. With regards to um, creating a logo, I will talk about that later, um, about how to go about it. But I just want to talk about now is what you need to think of uh, when you're thinking about the design, um, you know, and actually creating that that image that represents you in your new dog grooming business. Um, First of all, is what I said earlier on, make sure your design is crisp and clean and your name is at the forefront. Um, There are so many brands and logos I've seen that um, are very busy with italic writing, another little bit of writing, then something what you do is in tiny little bits at the bottom. Make sure that stands out and and it can be read very easily. It sounds obvious, but there are... um, Sometimes you can get carried away with putting too much onto the logo um, and that doesn't need to be the case. You know, I think sometimes less is more uh, and impact um, is exactly what you need and then somewhere on there to tell them what you do. Um, so, for example, mine is, is obviously, I'm country barn dog grooming. My logo is a picture of a barn which has got paws and scissors in there and underneath is my name with dog grooming included in that. Um, I know with a lot of the um, dog grooming businesses, for example, that if, say, for example, you you know you can call yourself Posh Paws, you might be a dog boarding uh, business. You need to have that on there, or you might be a dog groomer. But it, it's handy to know actually what you do if you use quite a generic name. And I will use Posh Paws. It's just something that's come to my head. Um, so that's something to consider if you're using a generic name like that needs to say what you do especially within your logo because it could mean a variety of other other things so it could be a clothing brand for example for a dog um, you know business so think about if it's a very generic name 
and it's not saying what you're doing, you need to have that somewhere to actually think, well, actually, Posh Paws is a dog groomers. It's not actually a clothing brand that sells luxury collars. So again, think about, again, when, you, when you've decided on your name, how your logo is going to, um, you know, stand out to potential customers and they know exactly what you do. A big thing is colour, and I really feel personally that colour is dictated to what you, who you are and what colours you like. Um, I would say I'm a very dark, earthy sort of type of colour person. I wear a lot of blacks and greys and and browns. That's the colours that I sort of feel comfortable. I'm not a pastely person. I haven't got anything against pastely colours, you know, for you to, to, to use those colours. If you're very much a pink person or, or you know, lilac is, use those use colours that you feel comfortable with um, and that again is putting your bit of your personality into the logo and what you feel comfortable with um, and again with regards to design imagine what it's going to look like on signage on merchandise again on social media see how it translates and I have made the mistake in the past with my blog Haynet where I've had a very busy logo, I absolutely loved it, I'm talking about 10 years ago now, and it, this was a very black and white design with lots of what I call, uh, it had like lots of rough drawing of grass, and then with my name above, but I can't tell you what it was to replicate that well uh, when it comes to putting it on a mug or putting it onto, it could be a dog bandana for example. Um, and also the more busy the um, logo is, the more it might cost you with the different styles, threads, colours um, and the price can soon rack up when you've got perhaps five different aspects to your logos and colours and fonts and, and the way it's, it's designed. It can actually cost quite a lot um, when replicating it onto signage or merchandise. I think, you know, definitely less is more and don't overthink your, your logo. Um, I think go with your gut feeling. Whenever you're setting a business up, um, you tend to have a rough idea straight away of how you want it to look and I think if you're happy with your definite your gut feeling in a certain way that you want the logo to look then you run with that um, I could I will say as a, as a sort of sideline really that you know and I don't want to say that obviously you know think about very carefully about how you go about doing your branding but really I honestly think it's a good thing to rebrand after so many years anyway so you know roll with what you feel is good now and starting your business I personally think to refresh a brand is very good every sort of five to seven years I think times move on um, I think it keeps you relevant if you have changed your branding um, you know not name for example unless you've sold the business on or etc but you know just to refresh and keep um, relevant uh, is something that is, is a very good thing I think again with regards to fonts and what you're trying to say, have a play around with capitals and lowercase. Don't feel it has to be traditional capital letter than a lowercase. I think some short names, for example, look really great in lowercase. Um, if you really want to make an impact, then you know capital bold letters that absolutely stands out. Um, so yeah, have a play about with different fonts and different, um, you know, whether it's lowercase capitals and how you want to project your name straight away when somebody sees your logo. I think be wary of handwritten fonts. I think some of them are lovely and I think done well, they do look do look really, really top quality. There are so many handwriting fonts out there and some look great in lowercase, 
but they look really bad in capitals and I think you need to have a play around with them and make sure it's quite a bold handwriting font because again it'd be difficult to replicate onto merchandise or signage and sometimes um, think about what it's going to look like from a distance now my eyesight is failing rapidly as I get older um, and if you're particularly on a high street or you're you know you're you want to put a sign up to, to, to explain where you are that two seconds of somebody driving by or two or three seconds if it's got a very busy handwritten font on then it's quite difficult to decipher especially from a distance then you that could get lost and it just doesn't stand out so think very carefully about how uh your name's going to stand out when it's on long distance signs. Um, it may look better in print, close up, but it might look completely lost and you can't make out what it is. It just looks like spider scroll in the distance. So again, think about that. I'm not saying don't have handwritten type fonts. I think they do look lovely in the right um, way they're produced, but I think you need to play around and actually, you know, just make sure that you look at it in a distance, you know, when, before you just, confirm the logo and the design that you can see it and you can read it quite easily um, and also as I mentioned before remember your tagline on your um, logo which which means what do you do and uh, I think sometimes the tagline could go into a frame you know to make the um, logo look very you know square but appealing it, it makes it look quite professional and it replicates really well on websites and social media pages um, and make the logo look balanced so the name must obviously stand out um, but you know make sure that the you know what you do like your tagline i.e dog grooming it stands out as well it potentially might be smaller um, in actually what your business name is but make sure it stands out as well and then play with colors and the colors that you've chosen because it's amazing how you can a white and sometimes put a very grey white and actually the grey white will stand out more against some other colours so um, that is something to think about when you're actually designing your logo. Um, so obviously it's about how do you go about creating a logo if you've got the name and you've got the design in your head how do you create that logo? Um, there's three ways of looking at it I'm a great believer um, and I appreciate and I will again with talk about dog grooming that when you're setting up a dog grooming business there are costs involved your trainings cost a lot of money the bath the ta you know the table the dryers scissors clippers god you could go on product it costs a lot of money to set a dog grooming business up um so some people sort of forget about the marketing thing or think they can do it themselves and i do think an element of us can do it ourselves and actually some people are a bit frightened about dabbling in the world of graphic design but there are so many brilliant software um, sites out there that you can do it literally for free and if you know that you feel that you could give that a go I highly recommend it. Um, the, one of the main software um, sites that I recommend and I think it's very easy to use and I think is, is really you know one of the best out there is Canva, uh, that's C-A-N-V-A. I think go and have a quick look at that if you haven't used it before and have a look and have a play around with how really easy they have templates there which are logos and they have absolutely, I would say, tens and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of different images and hundreds of different fonts for you to have a play with and creating your own logo. Um, obviously, if you pay Canva, there's a lot obviously for free, but I mean, I pay the premium 
membership form because I use it a lot of my work, you then will get more choice. Um, if you want to a certain picture that you have found online, for example, using Shutterstock, that is a an image gallery that you can, um, I don't actually think you can get those for free now from Shutterstock, they all have a price attached to it, but obviously if you have paid for the license of a particular image you've picked from there, then you obviously are free to use that as you will. Um, I also think if you've got a very perhaps funky name and you've got a very sort of like either quirky outlook or the, the, the you know, you really want something very personal to you, I definitely would recommend using a designer and whether that is somebody that's more of a digital, you know, gra graphic design or whether you want to use an artist. Prices are not as expensive as uh, you think they might be and I definitely would look into that if you want a very more personal logo to you. Remember, if you've paid for an artist or a graphic designer to do this for you, you're paying for that sole use of that image and it should not be used elsewhere. If you use Canva for free, you're likely to see your potential. If I, if I use, like for example, a pug with sunglasses on, somebody else could have used that in their logo and that's the risk you take by not um, paying for an exclusive design. So that's the pros and cons of doing it for free. You might see your logo elsewhere or the image that you've used elsewhere, potentially not the name, but if you've used an artist or a graphic designer, then that's exclusive to you. That obviously links me to copyright because obviously if you have paid a designer and you see that elsewhere and someone's pinched it, and believe me, it happens, it's happened to me. Um, I used an artist probably about six or seven years ago now to design a cartoon of my horse with the, with the blog Haynet that I write and to cut a long story short it was very personal to me it had the haynet logo on the computer that my horse was tapping away at in this cartoon and somebody else had used it and replicated their business on there i'm going to be totally honest with you it's incredibly hard to legally challenge somebody for copyright i think it's a real minefield i think it's a load of grief i think it costs a huge amount of money um, so the way that I dealt with it was by sending the people an email and saying they're using my image and threatened further action. I'll be honest, I don't know what that further action was going to be. I think it was going to be an awful lot of money and hassle, but it did work. Um, and that's the risk you take by having your, your, any logo to be fair out there on social media and on the internet, it can get pinched. Um, but you know, it, the chances are slim. It, it does sometimes happen, but um, you know, I think just keep an eye out if you do see it somewhere or replicated. But obviously, with regards to using the free logo from Canva, you know, that, that again can be seen elsewhere. But also you can't trademark that as your logo because you're using a free service um, to use, you know, off the Internet that anyone can use. So, again, it's how you decide whether you want complete exclusivity to your look and to your brand. If you use a free logo design off, off Canva, that I'm sadly, you know, it, you, you know, you're not exclusively, you know, having that logo because somebody else might have used it as well. Um, I know it sounds obvious, but don't pinch anyone else's logos off the internet. And, um, you know, if you do see a really good artist that's done some logo and you really like it, then just contact them. It, it really can start from anything from £20 for an up-and-coming art student that wants to get their name out there. And it can obviously go up to a few hundred pounds. But honestly, I think if you want to get some professional help with that, it is worth, worth doing and it's worth paying. Um, so with regards to using the free logos on Canva, you can obviously design your logo and you are free to use it in marketing and commercial purposes and through um, social media. You can put um, that, you know, that, that you're not, but as I said, you know, you might see it elsewhere, but you are free to use it as you 
um, as you will. So that's quite good if you want to keep the costs down. Um, so to just sort of finally sort of come to an end with how um, you feel your logo should be, I just think make it more about you and what you feel comfortable with, especially if you are employing a, a, a designer. You know, keep the brief really, really strong to them about what you like and what you don't like. And, you know, you are paying for them for their services if they are designing it for you, and it has to be right and what you feel comfortable with. Don't come away with a logo that you're not quite happy with, but even if you've got to go back to them, up to 10 times could you possibly change that color could we move it in that that's what you're paying them for and again make sure your logo says what you do and what your unique selling point is so for example i use my country barn dog room mine's in a barn it's very black and gold um and when you go onto my website you'll see that i'm very working dog and terrier sort of related if for any reason that you like for example don't groom big dogs purely for you know you prefer to use these, these smaller dogs um you know don't put in your logo then a big labrador because obviously you don't want to be doing big labradors it sounds obvious but honestly we've seen it and if you're doing you want to do like really the, the doodle dogs you know don't put a picture of um a scotty dog you know, they may look good in the logo but it's not really telling what you're doing um so i hope that gives an insight uh really in how to you know go about doing your logo and the ways uh, that you can um, design it whether you choose to do it yourself or whether you choose to pay someone to do that and I think as I, I will end it that really you know make sure the logo is you know personal to you and shows what you do and it says on the logo exactly what your business is because I see so many logos that just say perhaps just one word but you have no clue um, you know what they do and that's that's something that needs to be um, very much on your your logo and remember also to keep it clean crisp and clear and it can be read from a distance any questions at all if you hear this podcast whether it's in one of the facebook groups or on my blog whatever there, there are the comment comments there please give me a shout um, there may be something i've missed that, that you that you'd like to ask i'm obviously always happy to help you i am going to talk about photography and images in another podcast i feel that is something that um really does need uh some help with i think um you know that there are so many fantastic photographs out there so you need to make sure yours stands out too but that's something i'm going to talk about in another podcast thank you ever so much for listening and i will speak to you all soon